Hi, guys. Hey, We wanted to do a quick note at the beginning of this episode because snippet. we noticed and going back through it, we've done the best we can with the sound. We're trying, guys. We're trying so hard. But for <laughs> some reason, the sound on this particular episode is a little wonky. We thought about re-recording it, but there are so many honest reactions. Yeah. we No, you can't. Yeah. And we were just afraid that we would lose that. And this one, you'll understand it when you listen, is just... There's so it's many elements magic. that you don't want to lose. <laughs> right. And we also want to give you a quick warning that this one has some adult topics. So just be careful who you're listening around. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. God, my nose is running from laughing so hard. I have been dying to tell Kara the story she that I'm about been to tell you today. Holding out on me, and I it's been really I'm difficult. So surprised because she I know. struggles with I'm, this. I'm really bad. She wants to tell me all the great stories. But I'm excited about a thing. It's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. But that means I've been telling everybody else, like people that don't care. Yeah, I've I've almost broken down and told you a few times. Oh, I know. And I keep thinking like, no. Megan and I communicate via Marco Polo, and so she will, like, start to be like, this, there's this funny part, and then she'll stop. And I'm like, oh, dang it. Or just jokes I want to make that reference this case, and I can't yet. Ugh. But that's okay, because that all ends today. We're doing it. Yeah. We, this is the... Oh. Yeah. yeah. This is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. Here we go. I have a murder story. A murder and so this story came to my attention because of a friend of mine who we were all out to dinner one night and we were talking about the crazy murder story that it's like happening right now as we speak. Yeah. Murdaw, Murdaw. Yeah. In South Carolina. If you guys want to catch up on that case, it's a literally happening right now case and um, Sinisterhood, which is another podcast that we, we both just love, love them. They've done a three part series on it that is as up to date as it can possibly be. Like yeah. they added an extra episode because there was a new development. Right. And they've all come out in September. They're so, so good. Uh, and it's the best resource I could tell you if you're into podcasts to look it up and listen to get what's happening in that case. So anyway, we're at dinner, we're discussing this case. And a friend of mine says, Oh, you know, my great, great aunt was the first woman to be executed in South Carolina. And I was like, hmm? what? What? Excuse me. What? what are you? What's happening? Yeah. And I was like, for what? Because I don't know. What? Yeah. And she was like, murder. And I was like, what? Uh, huh? How are we just now? Huh? Well, and always we're like, I wonder what the descendants of this family are. Now well, you know. Now we know. She said they don't talk about it very much. And I'm like, I guess you wouldn't. Yeah. But um, so let me let me just tell you. Okay. Okay. Uh, first off, I do want to tell you that this story took place in the 1940s. Okay. When I'm telling it to you, it's going to sound like it happened in the, like, 1860s or something. But it's not. Okay. It's not that long ago. It all started in 1940. Okay. Davis Timmerman. Timmerman. Timmerman and Wallace Logue were neighbors. Okay. And Timmerman had a mule, and the mule got into the Logue's field. Okay. When I was a kid, we had this goat. <laughs> it constantly broke out of our field and went into the neighbor's field. Oh, they like to go see friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. that neighbor had a bunch of go- goats yeah. and we just had one. Yeah. So I'm sure our goat was like, hmm. I'm going to make some friends. Look at all that. I'm going to yeah. make some friends today. So over and over, he would go over there and finally my dad was like, you can just have it. <laughs> just, he's your goat now. It's fine. 
Um, they just wanted to be with its friends. So yeah, that's what farm animals do. Our cows got out a lot. Oh, horses and cows are getting out. Cattle are getting out yeah. all the time. Like the phone would ring late Chickens. at night. There's a chicken at the McDonald's up here. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Uh, they'd be like, Joe, your cows are out. Yeah, again. the thoroughbreds yeah. would get out all the time, and you'd just see people chasing them down the street trying to. <laughs> Yeah, them into the field. Do you remember that cow that got used loose in Lexington, like downtown yes. Lexington, like a few years ago? Yes. <laughs> it was, so, it was, it was just, just this cow that like did not care about anything. And there no. were, it was all over the news and there were pictures all over social media of people being yeah. like, yeah, there's this cow. I mean, downtown yeah. Lexington, just chilling. Yeah. He's just like, hey, guys, <laughs> a little change of scenery today. I love cows so, so much. much. So when that happened, of course, everybody yeah. like, sent, sent it to everything. me. Everything. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so this mule gets into Wallace Logue's field. Okay. And it kicks one of the calves. Oh. And the calf died. Oh, no. Poor little thing. So Wallace is... That's that's an aggressive mule. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to... Yeah. You know, we didn't get the story from the mule. Um, (laughs) We couldn't couldn't interview him. (laughs) So Wallace is not happy, and he wants to be compensated for his mule, which, I mean, yeah, it's worth a lot of money, especially back then. So he wants to be compensated for the death of his calf. Okay. And the two men agreed on $20. Okay. So Mr. Logue goes to Mr. Timmerman's country store to get his money. But when he got there, apparently he was like $40. And Timmerman's like, well, that's not what we agreed on. Yeah. So he refused to pay it. And then Wallace pulls out a weapon. Oh. Grabs an axe handle and begins beating <gasps> Davis with it. And then Davis Timmerman, he had a gun like in a drawer nearby because he owns the shop. He pulls out the gun, fires it twice, kills Wallace Logue. Oh, my gosh. The fight ended. Wallace Logue was dead. And, of course, uh, Davis went to trial, but because it was self-defense. Right. And I think there were witnesses and they all backed it up. He wasn't like he. Nothing happened. He was acquitted. Yeah. So Wallace Logue left behind a widow. Sue Stidman Logue, okay. who also happens to be the great, great aunt of one of my favorite people. <laughs> and Sue was very unhappy oh, I bet. that Timmerman was not punished right. for killing her And now her she husband. doesn't have the money for a cow either. Right, right. I mean, you would be mad yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Right? The man murdered your husband. So Sue, being a romantic, was not about to let her husband's death go Ooh. unavenged. Oh, Sue. So she and her brother-in-law, George... Hired a man named Joe Frank Logue, who was their nephew. I think George must have been um, Wallace's brother. Okay. So their nephew. He was also a member of the Spartanburg Police Department. Oh, no. So I guess they thought because he was a police officer, yeah. he would have some contacts. And they were like, we're going to give you $500. Uh-huh. We want you to go find someone to take care of Davis Timmerman. Oh, my gosh. So they gave him $500. And he turns around and he pays a man named Clarence Bagwell. Who he's described as a down on his luck plasterer, huh? Which is just a description I've never heard before. Huh. You're a you're a down on your luck plasterer, plasterer. Well, and now he's a hitman apparently. Which so, plaster? I guess when you're a down on your luck plasterer, you need you other forms of hitman. Income. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Well, so a year later, because I guess these things take a while to plan. I yeah. Don't know. Joe Frank Logue drives Clarence Bagwell to Timmerman's country store. Joe waits in the car while Clarence goes inside and Davis Timmerman is behind the counter and Clarence is like, Hey, I need this thing that's behind you. So when Timmerman turns around to get it, he shoots him. Um, Clarence shoots him five times. Oh my God. So Timmerman died instantly. Well, yeah. 
that could have been it. They might have gotten away with it. Yeah. Except that Clarence, the down on his luck plasterer, he ends up telling some woman oh. that he'd killed a man for $500. Sir. I guess this is how he bragged. Like, this is how he attracts yeah. women. <laughs> Listen, I'm a hitman. I'm no longer a plasterer. Listen, that's not sexy. Okay. My luck is on the up and up right now. <laughs> I went from a down on my luck plasterer to an up on my luck hitman. Great. Things are going wonderfully for me. The woman was like, mm, that's questionable. <laughs> I'm going to tell the police. I'm going to make your luck even worse right now, sir. And yeah, now you're back to being a, now you're a down on your luck hitman. Yeah. So the investigation led them to Bagwell and Timmerman's country store. Clarence confessed and he told police that Joe Frank Logue had hired him. Oh, no. And so then they go to Joe and he told police that he had been hired by his Aunt Sue and Uncle George to kill Davis Timmerman. So this whole thing is just unraveling and falling apart. It's a cluster. So all of this leads police to Sue's home on November 16th, 1941. Now, somehow George... Um, the brother-in-law, he had gotten a heads up that the police were on their way. And so George and his friend, Fred, who just kind of appears out of nowhere, Fred Dorn. What's Fred doing? I don't know. Fred's just bored. Fred's saying <laughs> He's like, out. hey, you want to come over and ambush yeah. some cops with me? And he's yeah, like, great. Yes. I love it. So um, they ambush the sheriff and the deputy oh on their gosh. way. And there's a big gunfight. And the sheriff dies immediately. <gasps> the deputy is seriously wounded. Oh, my gosh. And... George and Fred are also both wounded, but not, like, real bad. I guess, so, they, it was a gun battle. <laughs> yeah. So, again, this is, like, 1941. Um, not, it's not the Wild Wild West. Not Tombstone yeah. Times, which is the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Um, this is 1941. So, yeah. this the, isn't Lawless the de- Tom Hardy. <laughs> or Yellowstone or any. Actually, I've never seen Yellowstone. I don't know why I just referenced it. <laughs> Everybody in the world is telling me I should watch Yellowstone. Is it a Western? Not, I don't know. I think because it sounds like Tombstone, I immediately think it's a Western, but now I'm not even sure. I don't know. Are you all just Just chasing, ignore that reference if it didn't make sense. Buffalo? Buffalo? <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> uh, what is the plural, plural of Buffalo? Buffaloes? It's just Buffaloes. I think it's... <laughs> right? Buffalo is better. <laughs> all right. The deputy who was wounded ended up dying the following day. Aww. So we have the dead farmer, the dead store owner... The murder for hire. And now two police officers have been killed. All because a mule kicked the calf. Oh, my God. All because somebody wanted 40 bucks instead of 20. Yeah. Ugh. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all Mm -hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh T-Y. M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally 
curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. Yeah. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, so the governor sent the state police and the deputies from the neighboring county to go to Sue's farmhouse where she, George, and Fred were all staying, like, barricaded inside for oh some big gosh. gunfight. Like, I don't know what your plan is at this point. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just going to hole up in the house and yeah. hope for the best. It's going to be great, guys. Um, just, like, go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> or maybe it's, like, once they've gotten so far down this path, <laughs> like, her husband's been murdered. They've paid somebody like else. It is what it is. Yeah, we may as well commit. I can just point. see them firearms in their pants, suspenders, like, firearms just, like, running out the doors. <laughs> It's, I almost wonder if she felt, and the guy too, who was his brother, if they're like, well, we have to do something. Like, yeah. he was uh, my husband, my brother, mm-hmm. they were murdered. Right. He was murdered. And we can't and just didn't let fix that it, go. So we're going to take it into our own hands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So wild. She's so wild. So, law officers, by the way, I did tell my friend, hey, I'm absolutely going to tell this story on the podcast. Is yeah. that okay? And she was like, totally fine. Oh, yeah. So, law officers, 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 we can't talk today. So law officers surrounded the house, but really they just want the Logues and Fred to come outside. Right? Like they don't. They don't want a shootout to have a big yeah, yeah. Risk anybody else getting killed. At this point, Judge Strom Thurmond, mm-hmm. whose name you might recognize because he would go on to become Governor Strom Thurmond and Senator Strom Thurmond, uh-huh. gets involved. Now he's described as a family friend, <laughs> and more on that in a minute. He entered the home unarmed. He just walked right in. He just walked in and he convinced Sue, George, and Fred to surrender. They now, came Sue, out I'm here for tea. Funny. I don't want anything else. I just want tea. We're going to sit down and talk about this. Well, okay. <laughs> so I was, I was trying to think of a joke I could make there, but listen, I don't even need to make a joke. I'm just going to read you. Uh, okay. Why was he able to do this? Like, okay. why was he able? Why, number one, why did he show up? Yeah. Why did this Where did guy he come from? show up? Why was he able to walk in? And then they listened. They were like, okay, Strom says so. Yeah, we're just going to. We're going to do it. After they'd already shot and killed police. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these weren't chill people. (laughs) These weren't, like, minor. (laughs) So, here we go. (laughs) By the way, this is all rumor, (laughs) apparently, or whatever. Allegedly. We love it. There are sources in the show notes. mule's mouth. (laughs) So... Here's Strom's connection. Okay. Uh-huh. Strom Thurman had been at some point the superintendent at the school where Sue was a teacher. Okay. And they had developed a very close friendship. Oh, did they? Oh, Sue. <laughs> rumor has it there wasn't rumor. <clears throat> rumor has it rumor there was mill. an affair. Rumor mill. 
and that they'd even been caught having sex in his office. Allegedly. Allegedly. And now, Kara, mm-hmm. I'm about to tell you the sentence that I have been dying to read aloud oh to you. Oh, my gosh. Ever since I first read this I'll case. Eyes just so I can absorb it's it. the sentence that made me know immediately we were going to cover this story. Oh, my God. I've read this sentence out loud to, like, just about everyone who's come into contact with me since I read it. Like, I've told people I work with, even people who don't know me very well. I'm just like, listen, hey, I gotta, I gotta, I'm at Kroger. I know I'm just, you're the cashier, but I really have to tell you something because I can't tell Kara. But listen, no one's been disappointed. Everyone's been like, huh? Yeah. My mom. Oh my everyone. Everyone. Okay. Here it is, straight okay. from the murderpedia.org. Oh, God. Okay. I great. know it by heart at uh-huh. this point. The 43-year-old woman's... Uh-huh reputation for sexual prowess was such that men told stories of her reputed vaginal muscular dexterity. She had a magic badge. <laughs> I was like, those cables. vaginal muscular dexterity. Like who? That's the rumor you're saying. <laughs> I, I mean, magic. badges. I had great. to go Google muscular dexterity because I was like, that she's doing. Is her there cables. another meaning for that? She's doing her kegels. Well, it's like her vagina has amazing, uh, yeah. fine motor skills. Yeah, she's doing her kegels. <laughs> when I told my mom, she was like, "Does it do handshakes or something?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah, I put that. I was like, she was the OG magic veg. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? Amazing kegels to the point that it was the talk of the town. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so. So that's that. I mean, amazing, right? Oh, okay, so like all these guys are talking about it, and that's what they refer to it as. They couldn't come up like all of them are like vaginal hey, muscular dexterity. Hey, bud, I know you've been with her. We're gonna call it this, okay? Vaginal muscular dexterity. I have no idea, but it's on Murderpedia.org. They said it first. They said it first. I'm just repeating it. Can I? Send I did it text to my friend. Ask them to change it to magic badge. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm just going to go on with her Wikipedia. Yeah. And I'm she had a magic, magic badge. badge. Yeah. And the source is that article. Is Kara Hoagland. <laughs> I, uh, I, t- I copied and pasted the sentence and I sent it to my friend who's the great, great niece. And I was like, this is the most amazing sentence yes. I've ever read. Oh my God. So, it runs in her family, apparently. <laughs> great genes. Uh, great genes. Okay. Four months later. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So they, they came out, you know, I got distracted by the magic badge. Yeah. Okay. So during the gunfight where the sheriff was killed, Fred was also wounded. Fred oh, Dorn. Okay. And then he ended up dying the next day. So well, yeah, because he probably had like gangrenous everything. I mean, yeah. Like he got wounded and then like holed up in the house. Oh. So, and remember, I also said the deputy died the next yeah. day. Yeah. So four months later, Sue, George, and Clarence. Clarence was the hitman. Yeah. The down on his left plaster. Right. He went to trial for the murder, or they all three went to trial for the murder of Davis Timmerman. The trial lasted three days. Okay. The jury deliberated for two hours. Oh. Which, I mean. Yeah. What is there to. Yeah. So they found all three defendants guilty and sentenced them to death by electric chair. Oh. I find this a little fascinating because. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, but also she. Was the first woman to die by electric chair. Yeah, they didn't find she pity for her. Well, but also she she hired someone. Yeah. She wasn't involved in the shootout that killed the police officer. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that she was put to death she was for the, her specific role in this. She was the mind of the madness. Yeah, it's really oh. something. So anyway, Strom Thurmond did apparently try to have their sentences 
commuted, um, but he was unsuccessful. So oh. when it came time for the execution, they needed Marie Laveau. <laughs> <laughs> she needed to be a fan. She would have been of it. Oh, yeah. Sue had been housed at the women's penitentiary. For the execution, she had to be taken to Columbia to the main penitentiary because that's where the oh. executions happened. Oh. The driver of that car was named Randall Johnson, and he was interviewed for a book that was later written about this. And the book was written by someone whose last name was Dorn, which makes me wonder if they were related to Fred. Oh. Um, but they may not have been. So anyway, that driver, according to him, guess who rode along with Sue on her trip to the electric chair? Her lover. Her alleged lover. He just can't get enough of that muscular mm-hmm. vaginal wall. And according to that interview, they sat in the back seat together. And did more than hug and kiss. <gasps> so there are several, more than one source says they fooled what around. What were they driving? I don't know, just a car. It said they Maybe. had relation. He had relations with her during the trip. On her way to, to the electric chair, they she has sex. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. I have a lot of thoughts about this though. The fact that he rode with her, I just wonder, like. And then he continued. Did he really love her? Did he really love her? Yeah. If he really loved her, it must have been really, really sad. Yeah. That he was so sad that he had to make love to her. One last time. Mm-hmm. One last time. We're going to have the sex in one last time. Um, George Washington would never sing that. Oh, gosh. All right. No, so but anyway. I mean, he can sing it to me if he wants to. Good Lord. That guy with that voice in the Hamilton. Whoop. The Hamilton. (laughs) The Hamilton. Anyway, okay, on January 15th, 1943, Sue Logue went to the electric chair. She was the first and apparently only woman to die by electric chair in South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. George and Clarence were executed later that same day. Wow. Joe Frank Logue, Sue's nephew who'd actually hired Clarence to murder Davis, had been sentenced to die as well, but the governor got involved and changed that. Hmm. He commuted the sentence, so Joe ended up... He stayed in prison and became a bloodhound handler and trainer. Oh. And then in 1960, 37 of South Carolina's 40 sheriffs supported Joe's bid for parole. Huh. And that's it. That's it. That's the story. Huh. I want to title this um, Sue Logan the Magic Badge, but I don't Uh, want. That'll spoil it. (laughs) Yeah. I want you all to experience that moment. Magic V. I just. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated that that is a line in an article about this one. I'm just fascinated that if I'm ever in anything like that, that I'll write about it. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Kara. Kara was very well known for her vaginal muscular dexterity. It's going in all of our obituaries. Hey, all <laughs> lovers that are watching. <laughs> I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. So that's it. That's the story of Sue Logue, the first and only woman to be put to death by, by an electric chair in South Carolina. I mean, what a waste of a magical and bed. I get to be friends with her niece. I just love it so much. You'd love her, too, if you met her. Well, I feel like My friend. And maybe Sue, also. Maybe. She's a wild woman. It's the best. God. Uh, okay. So that's it. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed that story. I'm so glad that now I've told you. Oh, when I told a friend of mine, Andrew, I mean, that I work with. This is going to be my reference every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wake up and just remember that that's a sentence that exists That's going to be world. my positive affirmations for the day. <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. You have amazing vaginal muscular dexterity. <laughs> now go out there and do something do great. Do something great. When I told my friend Andrew this story, 
Like I went into work straight. He's in like in the kitchen working. I was straight back there. I'm like, I got to tell you this. <laughs> and he listens to the podcast. So I read him the sentence and I was like, what does it mean? And he was like, do you think it has anything to do with baloney? <laughs> because of our whistleblower episode. And I was like, that's the greatest callback I've ever heard. I yeah. love him so much. Mm, he's the best. So good. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll be we back with another so episode. Yep. Because it's October and we're doing a million episodes. Yep. So tune in. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.